asking me if it Love still works Talk there. Radio. Chicago, Illinois, as we do on most Mondays, home of the uh, Super Bowl probable uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, probably. I mean, they're 500. It's not like the season's over. We're live at the Sports Attic, as I mentioned before. If you're watching on Facebook Live, leave us a comment there. If you're listening on the podcast form, shoot us a tweet, at Larcher Lawrenson is where we are on Twitter. Here he is, my partner, at Larcher Than Life on the Twitter. It's Alfred Ferdinand Larcher Third. Word. Yeah. Uh, my name's Clark Lawrenson, by the way, guys, the host of the show. Well, you're the uh, uh, executive produ- uh, producer of the show. You're the EP, EP Lawrenson. This just in from Facebook. Uh, Elijah says hi. Nice. He's a fan of the Rampage poster in the back. Oh, yeah, autographed by the guy who uh, drew... The uh, the characters. He's actually, he's George. He's the wolf. Really? Yeah. The guy who drew it. He drew himself as the. Uh, wait, wait. The wolf. Wolf is the Lizzie, right? He's uh. No, oh, yeah, yeah. He's the wolf. He's okay. The wolf. All right. Yeah. The, the 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 three creators, like the programmer, the developer, and the guy who did the drawing. Uh, I, I, I sat with the guy who did Rampage for like mm-hmm. twenty minutes because nobody was talking to the Rampage guy. And, uh, yeah, he, uh... Was this at one of the fan-fest type situations? And I think it was... Comic-Con? I think I was all dressed up with a little bit of cologne on. I was going to meet, uh, Lester oh. Bliss. Oh, there it is. Of course. Uh, you've had that poster since before, uh, Dwayne Johnson's version of The Rock came out. Right. Which, uh, was it Peoria, Illinois? Well, if you... Is play, where the original Rampage game took place in? Yeah, if you play the game, it starts in Peoria. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if it plays in Peoria, it'll play anywhere. You know that saying? That's a song, or is it a saying? It's an old saying. If it plays in Peoria? It'll play anywhere. And is that about Peoria, Illinois? Right, because Peoria used to test the Broadway shows. Oh, no kidding. It used to be the testing grounds for Broadway. Chicago kind of tests that a little bit right now these days. Uh... What's well, all these dopey uh, plays nobody sees? Elijah said he used to play the game a lot. I loved it. The, oh, the, arcade, my first... the arcade that opened up in Kirkland, Illinois. Like, they had that game, and it was phenomenal. You guys, you had enough people to have an arcade? Well, you know, arcades came and went. We didn't have an arcade in my town. We were big enough for one. We had a uh, 7-Eleven that, had, that kept up with the games. I wish I would have been close enough to Chicago to come into Dennis arcade and games. The one right right down over at Belmont and Sheffield is where it used to be. Uh-huh. Did you ever venture in uh, and, and go there? That was a, a really big arcade for a long time. It was there when I first moved to the Lakeview neighborhood. I would think I, I have, but mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. I don't have any memories of it. used to be right next door. I, was, I never went there. Town and Country Mall had a nice arcade. Okay. All right. 
Um, I'm excited to see there's a lot of work they're doing construction over at the hip at the Harlem Irving Plaza. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's driven through there yet now, right? Ooh, no, no, that's you got to go out to uh, Schaumburg for that. Schaumburg, the fancy ones. So what happens yeah. when you hang out in those rich neighborhoods, you get balls driven through. Unreal. You know, they're charging that guy's a terrorist. I think that's a little excessive. I Yeah, but I don't know his story either. I think maybe he just had a bad day. Like a really bad, bad, bad day, like, and he drove through a mall, and he hit a stand that sold sunglasses. A stand? Stand. I have a question. Oh, here we go. You know stand? Like, you're a stand for something. I, I From what I understand, it means that you're a big fan of it. This is how I know I'm old. What is stand? Does that is that short for, like, something? Have you heard, like, I'm a, like, you're I, I think they're saying Stan. I think they're saying fan, Clark, and they're, they, you're misunderstanding what they're saying. No, 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 it's spelled S-T-A-M. Is that, like, super fan? Then why isn't it fan? Uh, sycophant. Can, so, if somebody can help us out, leave a comment on the Facebook feed over there. You can also give us a call. Uh, the number is, um, uh, it's, is it five four zero? Al, do you see? Do you have the? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give us a call. If you want to get, in, if you want to get in contact with this program, if you want to have your voice heard, if you want to be the next rage in American podcasting, give us a call at seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. That's seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. The topic is anything you want to talk about: conventional wisdom and authority, and uh, we will be talking. Some of the, uh, what really is is a funeral for the uh, Chicago Bears as we lay rest to our beloved tonight, uh, Clark, Clark wrote a eulogy that he, he, will, be, uh, um, he will be using. By, by the end of the show, we'll, we'll give that one by the end of the show. My eulogy will be there. Uh, guys, uh, the Chicago Bears season, we are in turmoil. Do you know that last season, Hi, Debbie. the Chicago Bears were 3-3? Three and three. Uh-oh. Okay, Nagy. And the Chicago Bears are currently three and three. Right, but the feeling of three and three last year versus the feeling of three and three this year is like the difference between pouring um, uh, icy hot on your balls and eating ice cream. Is it as simple as just saying uh, last year they played a fourth place schedule, this year they're playing a first place schedule, and Mitchell no. Trubisky has not developed yet, and we don't know what the play calling is or how it works. Well, one. I'm officially done uh, defending Midge, uh, Midge Drabinsky. He is not very, uh, he's not very good. I don't think he's going to get better. Uh, I understand, like, it's an overreaction and there's a recency bias to yesterday's game. But in a game, again, this is the second time we've seen Mitch horrible, horrible, horrible. And the last time we saw uh, Midge three times horrible was when they didn't throw the ball but like seven times. And in yesterday's game, same thing. They only threw the ball, they only ran the ball, I'm sorry, seven, seven times. Seven times for 17 yards. So when they walk away from, uh, yeah, and then uh, Nathan's pointing out very painful memories of uh, trading up one spot for, uh, for Mitch. Because God forbid if we would have let San Francisco make the pick. They would have definitely taken Mitchell Trubisky there. And if not, then we would have been stuck with Mahomes or uh, Watson, which would have been horrible. It would have I been mean, tragic. Mahomes is hurt, you know? Right. He can't even stay healthy. Right. And, and Watson lost his game yesterday as well. So what do you think? He's saying? struggling. Look, I said at the beginning of the year, the biggest concern I had was that offensive line. And that, that's proven now to be 
way true. Sure. Uh, that, that offensive line is garbage. Yep. It was garbage going into the season, and now it's just proven garbage. And, uh, you know, when you have garbage up front, your quarterback can't set his feet. And when you got a guy who's struggling to set his feet in the cleanest of pockets, you know, fresh from the la- the lady down the street who does my laundry with a nice clean pocket smelling like a downy, oh. he 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 get a he wouldn't set his feet in that. I've never played in the NFL, Al. Well, I have. I was an all conference uh, third third team all conference. I played on all Madden in the class one A uh, Hiawatha where. Uh, they actually are probably going to be ranked in the state this week. Wow. Yeah, for the first time they're seven and one. But anyway, uh, but I do. Oh, there's little Clark there. Um, where did where did Al go? That was weird. Uh, um, yeah, but I think that you should be able to throw the ball in the general vicinity of your receiver. And well, it helps in order for it to be a completion, and I'm not seeing that today. I heard Nagy mention a lot of times that it's his footwork. It's, it starts with his footwork, but that's how it is everywhere. That is just a talking point coming from a coach. I'm he has sorry. bad footwork though. He does. I'm sorry on Matt Nagy right now. I am too. Do you remember when uh, Tressman came in the first year? I was like, oh yeah, this guy talks. He's an offensive guru. Here we go. Well, I've hit that moment now with Nagy. It's like, all right. It's time to stop talking. Don't get me wrong. Like, do your job. Whatever. He's he's a fine guy. Tresterman, Tresterman thought he was the smartest guy in the room when he was the dumbest. Right. Uh, Nagy, I actually of all the people, likable. If you take if you take if you take uh, Nagy, if you take Midge, and if you take um, Don Capers, who's the defensive guy from uh, Arizona from uh, the Colts? Who's our defensive coordinator? Um, Bruce Arians. No. No. Uh, Chuck Pagano. Yeah, you take Pagano, okay, and you take, uh, who, who's the idiot in the office uh, who, who made the genius trade? Ryan Pace. You take Pace. Of those four, which one do you think is the best? At their job specifically. Probably, right now, Nagy. Yeah, I would take Nagy. I mean, Ryan Pace, uh, well, the Mitchell thing is going to be his legacy. Uh, I think that now looking at it, the, the trade for... Khalil Mack was kind of the uh, the Hail Mary. There we go. Yeah. Uh, sorry. We, we went a little inception on you there at that point. I got to respond to the comments on Facebook through the phone now. Ryan Pace's move to get Khalil Mack seemed like a difficult uh, – seemed like a uh, – it's a Hail Mary. It's his scapegoat. If If Mitchell Trubisky doesn't work out, then that's it. But anybody with any logic would. Clark, you're ter- once you start picking up your phone, you lose all focus. Oh, yeah. Just letting you know. All right. Hey, guys, if you want to join in on the conversation, there's a couple ways to do it here tonight. Uh, as I mentioned a little bit ago, you can uh, leave us a comment there on Facebook. Uh, we will be monitoring the Facebook comments tonight, but you can also give us a call at 760-454-8834. That's the number to call. That's where the magic happens. That's where uh, I can make co- comments and I could uh, I, I can respond back because I got the the phone thing. I wish I could do it from here, but every time I do, it blows up with then, sound. Then we like double up and you hear us, and it's just like a caller who has their radio on, which we had two weeks ago. Uh, Al and I, uh, we'd like to mention that uh, last week we apologized that we weren't here for you. Uh, but Al, I'd like to report I had been to the doctor that day. 
And coming out of this, uh, I I feel better about things. I did one of those EKGs. Oh yeah, the ticker's working fine. He doubled at one of my heart heart heart. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Blood pressure medicines. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'd like to know. I'd like you to know that I am a uh, an example of perfect physical health, and uh, my heart's fine. And uh, you know, I think you should maybe cut back on some of your activities. Okay. All right. I, well, I'm trying to get walks in every day. I'm trying to exercise. I'm going to change my diet a yeah, little bit yeah, a- yeah. after this weekend. We had a right. Of course, after this weekend. We had the family birthday party. Vera turned one. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to be able to eat at your yeah, one-year-old's birthday party. I mean, yeah, She'd be offended if you didn't. She would be very upset if I hadn't eaten. Uh, and we, we had pizza. Lots of it around. It was good. It was Daddy, good. I want lasagna. Have you been to Wingstop lately? Or? Yeah, I went today, man. Yeah? Yeah. Good? Oh, yeah. They got the garlic parmesan wings okay. with the uh, lemon pepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's I think I, I think I need to stay away from things like that. Or, or just you do. You, do. you yeah. should not eat anything. Uh, you know what? I, I'll fix you up a tomato after the show. Oh, thank you. That's well, good. I think, uh, well, I got a can of whole tomatoes. I over. think it's carrots are supposed to be what's good for, All right, well, good you for your eyesight or something. I don't know. Oh, I went to the eye doctor today. I got a hole in my eye. Yeah, wh- what do you mean by that, a hole in your eye? Do you have a hole in your retina? No, there's a hole on the, uh, like the ozone. Like you got the ozone on your eye? Okay. There's a hole in the ozone. How Do, do they sew that together to... to Close that up. I think they might, how does that work? I think they might burn it, and it heals. Oh, and then it'll. Okay. I don't know. You you can regenerate that. All right. Interesting. I. So now I got to go to I some know. eye surgeon, or I'll go blind. You should go, or this is all a scam. You go there, and then they, you know, it's like it's like when you, if you ever go to Jiffy Lou, and they go in there, and they then they tell you you need a new transmission. Oh, and they they bring it out, and they show yeah. you the, they show you the filters, and they're like, look at how dirty this yeah. is. You're like, I don't know if that means it's dirty yeah. or not. Like, how do I know what dirty is? They shake you down every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have a couple bugs laying around that they can just throw onto that filter. Well, in the plus 40 segment of the show later tonight, you and Elijah are going to compare uh, heart medicines. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is right. We we do we are on, on some medicines, and we, we both uh, we both have the machine. I'm giving a little bit of bubbly tonight. Same here. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Uh, You're right, right over the board is a good place to do that. Wait a minute. Yeah, the Bears are uh, ridiculously bad right now. Like it's it's like blow the fucking team up bad. It was I turned off the game a little bit late. Like I I turned we turned on something else. Uh, we wanted to just get away from it for a second. Well, that just sounds like domestic issues. No, it was fine. I just I I, I needed to turn it away. As a broadcast journalist. It's not my job to enjoy the game. It's my job to analyze and bring to the people what I saw. And what I saw was a defense that couldn't catch a cold. What I saw was a quarterback that has degressed. It's like it's like if your kid learned how to potty train, and then a week later they were crapping them. Dude, that is exactly how it is. And, by the way, the, my daughter's not sitting on the potty every day, so thank you for bringing that up. Uh, but – we're we're getting right back into it. We're going to jump right back into it, and we're going to make sure that the potty training uh, is back on. And, and she's gone in the potty twice this evening. So. All right. Congratulations. So we're good there. So what I'm saying is Mitch can get this figured out. Just like my daughter in a potty training, Mitchell, Mitchell has a chance here, third year. It's just the biggest problem is, is that we can't help but do it. And people have been doing it since day one is comparing him to Deshaun Watson, comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. But you know, oops. <sighs> by this point, all right, all right. Well, no, 
It's appropriate noises when you're talking about Mitch. By this point, yeah, in the Mitchell Trubisky thing, we should be be in a different place. Do we have Rex? Do we have Rex Grossman? No, I think we have Cade McNow. Wow. Listen, Rex got like two contracts out of Cade us. Cade didn't even get this much time, though. Right? Like, how long was he the starting quarterback? Like a year? Something like that? How? Your wife said uh, Hazel and Mitch both shit the bed. Did she really? She did. Where do you see that? That's not showing up on mine. Do I have to exit? Well, yours is, uh, you have a broken uh, thing over there. What year did mine come out? I got uh, one of the newer models of the the i6 thing, phone. Um, Oh, yeah. Elijah asked, what what was the time of possession? Hang on, I'll get that here. Well, I agree that the defense, I think it was like, I think they had like a 10-minute time of advantage, uh, uh, advantage. The problem, and that's true. Like, I mean, that that is a wonderful point that the defense was on the field an awful lot. Even when the Bears scored their first put touchdown, the defense was on the field. They were off the field. They were right back on the field. They are off the field. Right back on the field. They get off the field. Guy returns the kick. They got to go right back out there. Right, right, so, right, right. That, that, there's no that, rest for the wicked. That kick return from Patterson was great. Nice to see that happen to us as opposed to last year against us by him. Um Time of possession for the Saints was 37 minutes, 26 seconds. Bears, 22 minutes, 34 seconds is what that was. Yeah, so, Elijah, you're, you're right on point. That, that's – I mean, they had it – they had it a lot, a whole lot. And at other times, uh, Mitchell was uh, spending a lot of time throwing the ball away. And untimely fumbles on our part, like the, the, um, the Montgomery fumble. Uh, and then, of course, uh, was that Anthony Miller on the end around? Like, both two out of the seven times that they tried to run the damn ball, they fumbled, Al. Well, two out of the seven times Clark, they fumbled. I'm, I'm going to give a drop a little football. That's knowledge. what that was? Drop a little football. I appreciate you looking for us there. there. Looking out There's for never us. a good time to fumble the ball. No, that is correct. Inappropriate time to fumble. Had to turn the heat off. My God, it was getting hot in here. So... Yeah, but the defense hasn't shown the ability to stop the run. The Raiders exposed a flaw that if you just run it up the gut, you know, we're going to get rot gut. But you're going to run the ball up our gut, and and you're going to succeed, and you're going to own time of possession. What is rot gut? It's when you keep when they keep running the rock up the gut. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there's no reason in a game like that. Especially after you retake the lead, which we did. We, we ended up taking the lead. Why don't you start handing the ball off and slowing the game down? There's no reason for Midge to keep throwing. He's not, it's not working. Well, what do we feel about that offensive line? Because like, uh, it, it's not like they didn't try a couple of running plays. What, what do you feel about the, the offensive line? Like, it, it's not... It's not there. Mitchell didn't always have a lot of time. Unfortunately, even when he did have time, it seems like he still found a way to shit the bed quite a bit. You have to establish the run. The run isn't just a, a gift. It's not handed to you. Nobody says, here, run the ball. We're going to open it up for you. No, you earn it. You fight for it. Your guys start beating up their guys until they start winning, and the ball starts moving 3.3 yards a carry, Clark. That's all I'm asking. Most NFL, most most running backs in the NFL average four yards a carry. Do the math. What's four times three? 
Uh, that would be 12. And how many yards do you need for first down? You need 10. Well, there you go. So you start doing a little simple math, and next thing you know, you start winning games. But at what point, if you're doing that, and it's not efficient, and then, like, if you can't even establish the run, like, if you're not gaining yards, how do you establish the run if those run plays aren't working? Where does it start? Well, you can't say it's not working in seven carries. That's averaging three runs a quarter. Right. Fair. Absolutely. And less than that. Two, yeah. four, six. Eight. It's two, two runs per quarter of football. Uh-huh. That's what you did. Okay. That makes no sense. You're not establishing anything at that point. Fair. Fair. That makes all the sense in the world. Um, where's, where's our defensive pressure? The Chicago Bears on the defense. Of course, Hakeem Nix it's still, put on IR. It's still getting there. That's probably one of the the better saving graces. I mean, once the game was lost, it was lost. Right. Like, they were just blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw them get blown up in uh, the Raiders game, too. I mean, they get tired when, they, when they're out there all the time. Uh, sure, I can't blame them. To Elijah's point. point but, but I don't know. Uh, I've seen people assuming that there's something wrong with Khalil Mack. And I don't know if that's the case, so. other than other than it's just he's double teamed, he's held a lot, and now uh, other guys need to step up while he is getting those double teams and what have you. That's that's my main thoughts there. You know, Tariq Cohen had ten whole yards rushing. I don't know if you caught that. I'd like to thank Clark. Uh, first downs, the Saints had twenty-four. The Bears had sixteen. I'd like to thank Clark. Third down efficiency. The Saints were seven of fifteen. The Bears were two of twelve. I'd like to two thank Clark. Of twelve. Yeah, thanks, Nagy. Total yards. The Bears had two fifty two. The other fellas had four twenty four. Yards per play. Bears four point oh yards per play. Yeah. And the Saints were five point seven. I'd like to thank Clark. Each team had fourteen drives. Holy cow. 36 to 25 was your final. A lot of that was, uh, okay, how many drives was it? 14 apiece? Yeah. Take away two, you know, an onside kick, garbage time at the end, maybe three. Right. Yeah, you can't even count those. I mean, it was not a 36 to 25 loss. No. By any means. And I, I feel like maybe some of our listeners there who are who are more of the national audience who aren't watching the game maybe, they might not understand that. They may not see exactly what we're talking about there. But, I mean, those garbage points at the end where they somehow got a couple onside kicks, which was silly and fun. Clark, we have a uh, – there's a call. Uh-oh. Uh, it's not from the usual hotline, though. It's from the heavens. We haven't gotten a call oh, from heaven no. in a long time. Oh, no. So, uh, very interesting. Probably Halloween brings the spirits out, but uh, it looks like there's a, there's a call. Uh-oh. We, 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 we have this line. Oh. Oh, wow. That sounds a lot like little Clark. There. There he is. There, that sounds better. Oh, boy. I did see that Bears game. I don't even know who I'm talking to. Like, for some reason, I don't quite recognize the voice. I don't. Hey, it's Joey the Clown. Joey the Clown. No, I think you died a couple days ago. I died when I said I died. How do you know when I died, huh? I don't know when you died. Joey the Clown, of course, uh, you, you have some ties to the uh, to the mob? This 
Uh, yep. Bob doesn't exist. Bob's as dead as the bear season. My apologies, sir. What's the matter with you? Um, I, I have no idea. I, I do apologize. Do, hey, hey, Joseph, do you mind if I call you Joseph? Hey, you can call me anything to live to dinner, huh? Okay, yeah. Jesus. I met So you got to watch that game yesterday. It was nationally broadcast and apparently heavenly broadcast. Okay. And your thoughts on the Chicago Bears? They're turks, Mark. They're turks. Right up there. Oh, boy. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, why don't they take some referees like they do in Green Bay? Huh? You obviously live to... Yeah, they also figured out a Ponzi scheme there too, where they uh, they sell these certificates of papers to all their fans to let them all be part owners of the team for for two hundred and fifty bucks. They get to go to a meeting once a year. Did you come up with that idea? It sounds like something that might be right up your alley. We should do like a shower curtain or something. Like the man behind them. Yeah. Uh yeah. Okay. Well, it was great having you on the on the show there, Joey. Uh you know, I, I we can't really be associated with folks like you too much yeah, on our show, so Okay. Good. Ooh, Jesus. And we're taking your calls as well from here on earth if you'd like. You can give us a call at uh seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. I don't know what happened to me, Clark. I feel like I was possessed. Are you okay over there? Right. I don't know. Well, you blacked out for a second. Your voice was all echoey and stuff. I don't know how the hell that. Well, that was the heaven hotline. I remember yeah. hitting the button. That's the last thing I remember. Oh my god! You know the heaven hotline. I missed it. It's kind of nice to be back. Who? Who? Uh, we had Jim Varney on here. Oh yeah. Ernest was here. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. Uh, we had the guy who sings at the uh, Indianapolis for the. Uh, for the I think we're the same guy. Oh no, no, that's Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Yeah, that's Gomer it. Pyle. Jim, Jim Neighbors. Jim Neighbors and Jim Varney. John Varney. Yeah, they're, 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 they look the same. They actually John look, Von Varney. They looked a lot alike. Will you really break it down? They might have been the same guy. Really? There's a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Time traveler. Uh, I I believe it's the same. Uh, today is the Back to the Future Day, of course. Uh, October twenty second. Things I could care less about and begin. Oh, great. It's the day that he went into the future. Uh-huh. He went into the future. Oh, yeah, they went into October 21st when they went to the future because he had to get there a day ahead of time. Makes so much sense. Oh, that the Back to the Future movies, like, they don't get much better than that. Are you okay? Hey, leave a comment on Facebook Live. You can take this conversation wherever you go. This is what we do here live at the Sports Attic. We, uh, we jump around. We jump around. Oh, yeah. When I start counting, it's spoiled. Back to the... Very nice. Gigawatts! If you could, if you could go uh, back to the future, 
on any Chicago sports decision. Or, you know, we'll open the lines nationally. Maybe Lou wants to chime in with some New York uh, gossip. Uh, right. <laughs> 760-454-8834. But if you go, go back to any time in sports history. And change one thing, what would it be? I, I just get one chance in sports. One chance, it's all you got. Mom's spaghetti. Okay. I'd I'd go back and let Bartman off the hook. You got to save that innocent dude. Really? Yeah, that's some bullshit. I'd go back and let Walter Payton know he needs to get off the uh, juice so he doesn't get the uh, kidney liver failure. You think it's the You're juice? very selfish. You think it's the juice? Bartman. Who gives a shit about that loser in Florida who screwed the Cubs out? You know something? Here's another thing that pisses me off about. Loser in Florida? Who's the loser in Florida? Didn't didn't he back his bags and move to Florida? No, he went to Colorado. No, same thing. (laughs) They were playing the Marlins. The Florida Marlins. Well, I thought they offered him a house in Florida for uh, a little quid quo. Like the mayor of of Miami, I think, offered something to him or something like that. Listen, you... Cubs fans are such pussies. Can I have a second one? With everything. I would go back and I would tell Walter to go and have a conversation with Dick at that Super Bowl and say, hey, I'd like the ball. I'd like to I'd like to run into the end zone. Dick has said it afterwards. It's one of his biggest regrets that Walter didn't get a touchdown because he didn't know he didn't realize he needed like that. That would have been a thing. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm happy for that moment he would create in the t- space-time continuum. That one moment, I would go back and let Nagy know that he needs to take Mahomes. Um, Pace. And whatever. I take. I tell them both. I'd say, Nagy, you go tell Pace he needs to take Mahomes, and they probably think I was crazy. They probably think I was a, a raving lunatic. Here's where I find a little bit of fault in what you're doing with that. Like you can go back and have that conversation, but who are you? He's just going to go. Well, that's what I'm saying. Here's a guy from said. the future. Yeah. <laughs> who's telling me that I need to take Mahomes? You would have to go back and find another way to do this. I would go back and I'd wait outside at the parking lot. And when they were finishing up and he was walking to his car, I'd be like, Sir, Mr. Nagy, Mr. Pace. Mr. Pace. Mr. Pace. Mr. Pace. Listen, my name's Al Larcher, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. I'm from the future. I'm from only a little bit in the future, a couple <laughs> months in the future. And I'm uh, telling you right now, that's uh, a couple years. How'd you get in here? How'd you I, get I, in I, the, Clark drove me in because he was hiding fireworks in the forest because he didn't want to get busted by the gate security. And by fireworks, you mean weed, I'm sure. Uh, that's the thing about that, Al. Uh, it, uh, that wouldn't work. Well, you say it was, but I'm, gonna cut I'm a very convincing man. You are. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> perfect. What would you go back and change? I like that question. That's really good for our audience. Leave a comment on Facebook Live if you're watching live. Shoot us a tweet at Larcher Lawrence if you're uh, listening later. Um, Everybody yeah. quit listening. They're all out of there. They had enough of uh, the poop sound effects, and they, they left right after that. Well, that's, that's just when our show hits the top of the line right there. I would change. Okay, so. Uh, so, I mean, are you sticking with the premise that, like, if you go to them, they're just going to say you're crazy? Because you can't really affect much then. Well, you could, you could be. What I'm saying is, with the premise that you can come up with a plan that will work okay. to make this happen, a scheme, a ruse, like have a conversation, just like, uh-huh. here we go. Well, I mean, you may have to go back like two years earlier to befriend somebody, yeah, and convince them that you are knowledgeable in all oh, situations, good idea. like that. I could get so go back like two you. years early, or go back ten years early. No, and then you could start. You could go to school and learn. 
I'm going to spend like, all that time learning, and you could become the GM of the Bears. I'm going to go, Nagy, 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 look. Yeah, I know you're only an offensive coordinator with the Chiefs right now, but you're gonna get you're gonna get through like the Super Bowl, and you're only gonna hand the ball off like seven times, and they're gonna get so mad you're gonna get the Bears job, and you're gonna go to the Bears job, and you, then then you're gonna go and need a quarterback, and then you're gonna go ahead and this pace guy's gonna tell you he's gonna say, hey, we need to get Mitch Trubisky, and you gotta say no, 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 you gotta get you gotta get Mahomes, he's the man, man, and then he'll put one and two together, and next thing you know we'll be safe. With this great defense. Still a great defense, right? Still a great defense. What about the, the, yeah, yeah. the New Orleans Saints, without Drew Brees and with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, uh-huh. are still a really damn good football team. Right. And the Bears' weakness going into this game from a stand, uh, fantasy perspective and a matchup perspective is uh, the number one wide receiver position of the opposing teams have all put up 100 yards. And uh, Michael Thomas is a reception machine. He catches a lot of balls and the dude gets a lot of volume and obviously the key in fantasy football is volume. You want to, you want to get, you want to get the opportunities in order for your guys to make the plays. And, uh, uh, Michael Thomas was popping as a guy that was going to have a good week. And sure enough, he, he helped carve us apart. And then the other question going in the game was, what did the Raiders do to us? Is Akeem Hicks that big of a difference maker that uh, the run is going to suddenly become uh, a liability? And sure enough, that proved out to be true as well. Well, uh, Murray was a huge fantasy play this week. Yeah, everyone was, was all that over. That was fantastic. I decided not to play him. I played him. I did go with him. Trader. I was happy about that. Hicks being out, my biggest question about that with him being out was um, he was out against Minnesota when they completely shut down Delvin Cook. Like, how do you do that? I don't know if you've seen, but the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Delvin Cook, and uh, Kirk Cousins are 3-0 and since that yeah, game. Yeah. And the Bears are now 0-2 uh, since that game. Wow. So I, I don't know what uh, – I have no idea. Uh, Debbie chimes in. She would change the way professional athletes are paid. They need to earn their money like the rest of us. If you perform, you get paid. Like, so the contracts need to. Well, I respect what Debbie is saying. Uh, my, uh, my counter to that would be this, the owners are already making the money anyways. The NFL is already raking in the money. It's not like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like if you work somewhere and your bosses make like a zillion dollars and they, they pay you minimum oh. wage, you know, it's, it's, they're already making the money. They might as well pay you more to the players. So, well, here's I get thing. what she's right. she's she's right in in concept. Sure, absolutely. Here's the thing with like Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, he is trying to earn his next contract. That's what you spend your rookie right. contract trying to earn. And he right now is not going to be paid what your Deshaun Watsons are. What your no. But is he going to be cheap enough that you could continue spending money in other places? Is he going to be good enough? You don't need no. a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. You no. need a good quarterback. He's not. Is he not a good quarterback? And, There's and no chance that I, he's a good quarterback. Well, the chance is the rest of the season. That's his chance. What do you do now? What do you do? You, what do the Bears do right now? We're six. We, we, the Bears have completed six games. Week eight starts next week. What do you do? To quote, to quote the great American poet, uh, the great modern American poet, Cardi B., you make money moves, Clark. What are the, what are the money moves? You make money moves. You go out, you get the eagle, you get the foals or whatever, or the other one, you Wentz or I don't know. You get one of those Eagles quarterbacks who know uh, the Matt and Maggie system. You uh, you draft Matt Maggie, huh? The Maggie system. Wait, wait, whatever. You combine Matt and Maggie. Hey, whatever. Maggie. He doesn't deserve a full a proper name. 
Perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right. I don't think Noah. I don't think he won the uh, the renewal. No, I just saying. No, I'm uh, Mitch. Mitch. No, he, you do you resign Mitch. I, what do you do next year then? Today, do you resign Mitch? No, I don't either. What do you do next year? It's his fourth year of his rookie contract. Well, you cut him because that's where all the, the backside of the money is, and uh, you go and you make money moves. You you be a Cardi B. Would you offer money to Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater right now? To come in and start for this team for a year or two? He's better than what we have. Alex Smith? Would you even consider Alex Smith if he's able to come back from that injury? Okay. So, Teddy Bridgewater, which I think is a fine answer there. I really do. I just – they don't have a lot of chips to play with. We don't really have uh, our draft picks. We don't have very many – very many draft picks to talk about. Teddy Bridgewater in that game was 23 of 38, uh, 281 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, and he had a 100.9 QB rating. Latavius Murray on the running game, 27 attempts, 119 yards. He averaged year 4.4 yards per carry with two touchdowns. His long was 17. The Bears got 17. That wasn't even the longest run that they had, Al. The Saints, their longest run was 23 yards from uh, from Hill. Oh, Jesus. Would you, uh, Elijah wants to know, would you pick up Mariota if he was the best free agent? I don't know. He's... Uh, he, he he's playing scared, like he's sums up with him. I might take a flyer on him, like because look, the next guy is probably just going to be a, a gap stop. You know, it's probably just going to be somebody who's going to fill in shortly until we go ahead and we draft the answer or what we assume is the answer. So maybe he's our quarterback for the rest of the year. Do you see that you could get to a point where at the end of this season he is warranted? He says, bring back Jay. Yeah, uh, Kevin's been uh, smoking crack this weekend. Uh, No, Jay's not the answer, although Jay would probably be about as good. We got any calls? Yeah, no, he's... I I wouldn't hate it. I don't I don't give a damn what kind of shape he's in. He's got the arm. No cigarettes. No, we don't have calls, Clark. Thank you. Just checking. I, I don't know. Just taking a look. Ah, oh. all right. Let's let's fix this team right now, here and now. Okay. What what is your biggest issue with the Chicago Bears outside of Mitchell Trubisky? Well, Mitch. Mitch is the problem. That's it. That's it. It's not on Nagy at all. I would I would rather well, – what are you saying, blow up Nagy? No, I, I think you hold on to Nagy right now, and uh, I would want to see him with a better quarterback. Do you think that he is getting pissed like there as – do you think Nagy, each time he sees a, a, a pass go in the wrong place, do you think every time he sees that he's pissed like a little bit? Of course. He, he doesn't let on to us at all. He lets on. He does it in the press conferences, but watch the sideline. Yeah. I mean, him and him and Mitch have gotten into new arguments. Yeah. They've gotten into new uh, yelling matches. Yeah. I don't know. You, you still, you've got to fix that, that error right there. I don't know. Wow. Elijah thinks maybe to bring on the, uh, the Daniel era right now. No. 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 You, you, can't do you that. continue playing Midge un- until Midge? 
you, you can't win. Mid, mid, do you watch mid, that show, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, on uh, Amazon Prime? No. I don't watch her Miss name Maisel. Midge. Her name's Midge. It's a good show. Jesus, you're not cultured? I'm not. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm getting to the end of Orange is the New Black. I'm getting closer and closer, like Piper's yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's her name got out? Is it Tasty? Tasty. And uh, Tasty's like, isn't she the one? That, oh no, you're right. Yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. one who sold her friend up the river. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Kamish, uh, Caputo. Yeah. Um, he's getting me tooed. All of that right. is going on. Um, he had the surgery done at the same time. Like that episode happened where he went over to address the situation that her yeah. house. The, the season before it was a complete waste of time, and that season is a complete waste of time. Uh, yeah, I know. You you finished it, and you told me I should go back and watch it. I know. I said it was terrible. Do what you got to do if you want to finish it. If you're already invested in it, you might as well finish it. But I'm warning you right now, it's boring, and it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the um, the meth movie with the, the kids in the uh, Arizona, Mexico, New Mexico. <laughs> the Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. That's the El one. Camino. Yeah. You, you were watching that, and you were like, oh, the big the big cameo. The big, uh, yeah. the big surprise cameo. And I was like. You didn't even realize that it was a flashback. No, so I didn't. you weren't watching. I was half watching. You were half asleep. But here's I'm watching a good movie. I'm watching like CBS and they're like tonight on Entertainment Tonight. How they got away with the big cameo on the Breaking Bad movie. <laughs> it's like who the fuck is the big? What, what, what am I supposed to think the big cameo you know who is? The big what, cameo OJ is going to be on there. It's not going to be. Of course, it's going to be Walter White. It's not going to be Skyler. You no. know, <laughs> yeah. you know the big is. cameo. Like that, we don't want to give spoilers, but the big cameo. Yeah. How it happened tonight at seven. It was a really fun movie, man. The uh, Facebook Live guys, you guys are lighting it up. Thank you, Elijah. He he says Mitch is one hundred percent the problem. Nagy at least earned another go. Elijah. He also says uh, you can see the players are even like what the fuck whenever he throws it. Yep, that's true. He's one hundred percent that bitch. Kevin loves Jay. He doesn't smoke crap. At least not yet, but the season's not yeah, over. Yeah, keep watching, pal. Yeah, yeah. Believe me. That'll get us there. Oh, Jesus. He meant for next season for Daniel. Like, I don't know. They, they, they don't have much to much to work with there. I don't, I don't see the Super Bowl light. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel right now. Give me another couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'm, it's overreacting here in week seven of the NFL season. But I'll tell you what. I watched the Raiders, the same Raiders team that the Bears lost to in London a couple weeks ago here. I watched them get the shit kicked out of them by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers threw six touchdown passes. Was it in London? No. It doesn't count. It was in Green Bay. Oh, they need the same conditions? Yeah, that has to be the same conditions. You have to go to that, that the horrible country and, uh, you know, with the cosplay queen, and you got you to gotta sit on a plane for 40 hours, and then you got to eat that. I think it's like seven. That flavorless food. And then uh, once you do that for a couple of days, then then you play a football game. You Did see you what see happens. this stuff about the world's longest flight just happened? Like they had the world's longest flight of all time. It was like a seventeenth out seventeen hour flight to like Sydney, Australia. Why? Who's? Why are you signing up for that flight? What are you thinking? Huh? I I don't know. I, where, where's it going? Who wants to do that? It, it just took them to like Sydney, Australia. Like whoa, I don't know. I don't know. Why? The price is right, and I'm going to Australia. I mean, if there's like a bed. To sleep on and what have yeah. you, that's fine. I'm in. Well, I could sit in the chair for 24 hours. Um, do you think that the Bears could finish in last place in the division this year? Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's do you not feel like hard. that's going to happen? I actually do at this point, yeah. You know, Elijah just said he, he thinks we're in, uh, we're in NFL hell. And he's not wrong because the defense is good like enough. We're in to hell? Get us. I go with purgatory. Like the, defense, the defense is good enough to get us five, six wins on its own. And then when you get those five, six wins, and you can't do anything else. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Hey, hey Clark. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Clark, it's Satan, oh. ruler of everything evil, Beelzebub, the king of kings of the hell. You know where the bears are? Where? They got it. They got it. Uh, what do you call those things? Uh, you rent rooms with the app? A hotel? No, no, no. You rent Airbnb. Airbnb here in hell. They're staying. They got a nice place. There's a swimming pool in back. We fill it full of piranhas. Uh, piranhas. Why? Why is piranhas the choice? Because they snap at their balls. Wait. What? What? That, yeah, that's what they, piranhas are known they for. They eat off dicks when people are swimming. When bears are swimming, it takes their balls away, and then I, they, they play terrible uh, football. No, 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 that's not how that works. Where? How did you get our number again? Like we well, have, I, I have a line that just it's a little stronger in the fall and the winter, you know, uh, because of the equinox. Elijah, thank you. You did this. Thank you. <laughs> I I drive a Chevy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's the gas mileage? Is the season not bad? Like uh, highway about thirty miles a gallon, city about twenty, <laughs> something like that. Oh my goodness. Hey, you know what sucks? What? The bears. <laughs> yeah. You know what else? Uh, you know what's good? No. The Packers. <laughs> Happy Halloween, bitches. Oh. Satan chiming in there. I don't talk to him. I don't even engage with the uh, with the dark uh, ruler because that's just trouble. What? I don't even know how to how to react to that. That's amazing. Al, the the bottom line is. Uh, Yesterday's game, they could have played a game where they lost, and I would have felt a lot better about things. Yesterday is dead and gone. I wasn't expecting a victory yesterday necessarily. Like, not that I, I thought they could win it. Yeah. But I certainly didn't expect to feel like this today. No, that's bad. Well, you texted me. You were ready to go all crazy. I wanted to do a show. I was like, let's do this. We got to talk now. This is some bullshit. What's going on? I just ghosted the text. Where is I, I didn't want the, your negativity you to. Did, you to, did ghost to the permeate text. the uh, the uh, program. So what, what was so wrong? Well, uh, I was a little offended that you know, as a Cubs fan, when these dolts playing the world's most boring game that nobody even cares when it's not on the TV at the bar, and it's the gosh darn semi-playoffs or whatever the hell they're at. People don't like baseball. They like, they like drinking and watching their team do terrible things. When these losers are blowing it, you don't have a care in the world. They'll go next week. Oh, oh, oh next year. No passion, no anger. That's how I know it's a, it's a bullshit sport. But football, man, you lose, uh, you lose a game six weeks into a season – and the rage is coming out of you. Yeah. Tranquilo, man. Tranquilo. When they won the World Series, man. Tranquilo. Like, 
tears. Like I cried that night. Ah! So don't tell me about my passion for the sport. No, no, that's that's funny. It's just here's the thing. <laughs> With baseball, you have as you have mentioned before, it's such a season. And I agree with you a little bit now. It is too long of a season. Uh, that you, you already you realize who your team is at such an early point, at, at such a point of this long season, that it's like, oh, I don't expect this out of them. Well, for some reason, my standards right now on the Bears, had the Cubs done that in 2016 or even 2015, if they had me feeling like this during that season, 2015, 2016, 17, I would have – I would have been just as fired up, but this year it seems like I'm undercut. I didn't realize uh, how bad the Chicago Bears are. Hey Clark. Oh Jesus. Hey. Uh, Not Jesus. What are you guys gonna do in the first round with your first round draft pick? <laughs> you gonna get a quarterback in the first round? <laughs> I think uh, I think that pick goes to Oakland actually this year. Ooh. Yeah. I went to Oakland, the Raiders. Well, that's enough talk on that. That's um, all I got to say about that. This week in fantasy football. Do you realize Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin, Austin. and Forrest Gump had like the same catchphrases? He's like, that's all I got to say about that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold sees so. And he's like, oh. and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, that'd be great. Life is like a box of chocolates. No, I don't. You never know what you're to get. I'm going to come in the ring and give you a stunner. No, that would be completely different. All right. Well, I tried. That would be something absolutely completely different there. But Maybe it's a little bit of bubbly talking. Maybe it is. Elijah wants to know who were the losses last season versus this year. Well, last season, uh, well, they lost at Miami, which was a, a tough loss, I thought, for them. And then they lost uh, at, against uh, the New England Patriots. As well, those were two of the of the losses when they were three and three last year. But I don't know. I it's worse because I expected I was hoping to see more out of Mitchell by this point. That's all. Yeah, I I expected Mitch to not have a great season, but at least be like a fifteenth in the NFL. You know, just average. That's all I wanted was average. That's what I was shooting for. And instead, I I got uh, you know like second to last, like the the Miami's yeah. Dolphins guys worse. So this week I'm going to win in three out of my five uh, year-long fantasy football leagues. Uh, the Latavius Murray start did prove to be the uh, the right call for me, and uh, a nice pickup of uh, Valdez Scantling in a league where I was I was fighting to find a receiver in that league because I uh, I have uh, Shepard, I have Josh Gordon, I have Shepard on my bench, and Mike Evans is on a bye, so. Uh, Picked him up, and that was my uh, that was my pickup of the week. Wow! And of course, that's the league where I started David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson. Okay, which got me zero points. Right? Well, yeah, I got he was on that active. Too. Yeah. He was active, but uh, they they didn't play him. No, that wasn't Chase Edmonds had forty-seven points, seventy-five points. Yeah, it was unreal. I had him on my bench because you, you had to Same start here. David I, Johnson. I handcuffed him as well, and I started Johnson. Ah, uh, that one got me. However, in in the league where I did it. Uh, in the two leagues I did that, started David Johnson. It, it worked out okay. It, it didn't I, I actually won, the, yeah, mine as well. Yeah, that's good. There were a lot of players this week. Uh, ESPN says that uh, Waller from Oakland did 31 points. Allen Robinson had 24. 
Tyler Lockett, 17. Deshaun Watson, 17. He could have done a little better. And Zeke had 26 this week. Those are some some of your biggest performers this week. Wow. Were they on your radar? Well, let's just say I didn't have the – well, my year long was fine. I went oh, by, Aaron Rodgers did okay, too. I did uh, – 59 points on my bench. I was 4 of 2. I won 4, lost 2. Nice. And uh, there's one league where I'm – 6 is way too many. There's one league. I think it's the one your, your, your friend conned me into joining. Uh, Foosball. Thank God that, that, that's a you little page. You about that because you're terrible. Yeah, I think I have one win. Uh-huh. Um, even though my team is pretty good, it's just it, – it sucks. It's terrible. Well, you're up there in the points scored. Right. From what right. I remember. I have, I have a little bit of an excuse. Yeah, not yeah. great. I'm like not like number one in points scored and not winning games. Yeah, but, but you've lost a game with the second best points in that league this yes. year. Yes. Like you have. Like you, you've yeah. lost the game of the week in, in that one. Oh, I got my ass kicked in that league this week, and I was in first place. And, you know, I see, I'm not playing great players. I mean, these aren't good, good quality people I'm playing. Uh, everyone here is pretty good. Yeah, fantasy yeah, football. I mean, yeah, I saw it. I watched the draft, man. I really. There's some good ones around. There's, yeah. there's a couple good yeah. ones here and there. Um, yeah, you got beat again. Yeah. Oh, you gave. I think Carl got his first win. Oh, good. Mega just got his first win against you there. You're gonna be in last place, Al. I am. I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thankfully, well, that's one of the lower buy-ins. Wasn't it thirty bucks? Oh, that was lower than that. That was twenty. Okay. No, I better go back and check. I think I might win your league. No, you won't be in last place because you'll have more points than him. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I surprisingly won in my league, and I have a shit team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers saved me. Who's in first place? What's the hell to Pettis in San Francisco? What's that all about? I don't know. Zero. Put up a goose egg. Jesus. He was projected to have a, a blow-up game. Yeah, he was. They might have taken him out of the game plan. What were you asking me over there? Who's number one in that league? Uh, I am. Oh, no. Oh, you are. Oh. Potholes. Yeah. Yeah, but how'd you do this week there? I won. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You got ghosts? Yeah. You know, though, we, we just, it says Satan called. I mean, how? what kind of question is this? It's not over yet. Um, Edelman, Edelman's breathing down your neck, and he uh, he's a point. All right, don't piss me off. He, Kevin, Kevin, who was earlier chiming in yeah. on the line, he chimed in. He, Edelman could score a couple more. You better just breathe easy, pal. I think I have like a 30-point advantage. Breathe, breathe Look at easy. that now. Huh? How, how many points am I up? You're proje- oh, right now you're up 110 to 90. So I have a 20-point lead in what? We're halfway through that game? Yeah. And yeah, they're, and they're, they're, up, they're, they're up 17. Nice try, Kevin. I'm, I'm they're, up, <laughs> they're up 17 nothing. That'll happen. Yeah, why would you pass? Huh. Interesting. They have you a know, competent coach. Much like uh, my fantasy team, the Potholes. The Windy City Potholes. That's a fine name for a fantasy team. Did you have that same name? No. Okay. No. See, somebody was asking me the other day about team names. Yeah. And how, oh, you got to come up with the best. best Not a fan of that stuff. Me neither. That's why I named my team, like I'm uh, the Six Corners Football Club. I don't need, I don't need to go. Uh, with uh, what were some of them? Hot Chub Time Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, somebody nah, googled that. That's a woods. That's in the woods. Google. That's in the machine. Yeah. My only player one was I have uh, Mr. Wilson's Johnson. Yeah, no, that one's pretty. Good. I like that one. Yeah, that's okay. Because I, I have Russ Wilson, I have David Johnson. So, uh, outside of that, I will look at a team and go if I can think of something really original with names, I'll do it. 
but that has happened one time, and that was Mr. Wilson's Johnson. Yep. And I and uh, my logo, I had to decide, Clark, for my team logo for Mr. Wilson's Johnson, between Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace from the 1950s, okay, or Wilson and next door Tim Na- Tim uh, Allen's neighbor from the 90s. Wilson, yeah, Wilson, exactly. That guy, yeah. I think I went with. I don't know which one I went with. Um, I I know I was torn on it. Like I sat there for like a day trying to figure out. I'm like, well, the kids might not know who Walter Matthau is if I even use the newer reference. They might not know the Dennis the Menace reference. Hey, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, but when you were a kid, weren't you aware of like the 50s TV show or whatever? Right, but it was it was the end. It was a cartoon. And then the movie came out right. with Walter Matthau and that kid. I was aware of Dennis Snoopy Matthau. Was here. I was uh, aware of, uh, well, of course, Snoopy. Well, that was more of an 80s thing. Um, oh, fuck. Well, Flintstones. We're like a 60s cartoon. Speaking of Snoopy, did you recently see uh, Snoop Dogg on Howard Stern? No. Did you catch that? I haven't. He was there with a guy, a guy that you're not a big fan of. but yeah, I know Seth, you're uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rogen. Uh, and Seth Rogen brought up the fact, and then Howard had follow-up questions about it because he's good at, really good at his job. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen mentioned that Snoop Dogg has a blunt roller, that Snoop Dogg employs a blunt roller. Oh, okay. And so the follow-up question, Howard asked him, how much does your blunt roller make? Ah, what, what, is, what does he make? And Snoop Dogg goes, man, he's just like. You can expect him. He goes, how much would a blunt roller... He didn't want to ask him personally. Yeah. But he goes, how much would a blunt roller expect to make? Which is how you ask that question. Sure. And he was just like, you can probably make about forty to 50000 a year. Yeah. And then Seth Rogen is like, and all the weed he wants to smoke? He's like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that ex- guy always has a dumb follow-up. He, he goes, all expenses paid. Yeah. But can you imagine, like, a kid went to college or whatever, and he learned that. I don't think he's hiring a college-educated guy. No, no, I don't think so. Well, either way, not college educated. You call your mom and go, "Hey, mom, dad, I'm making forty to fifty thousand a year, all expenses paid. What do you do? I roll blunts for Snoop Dogg. Fuck, that's that's amazing. That's absolutely phenomenal. Am I wrong on that? I would love that job. I would take. I would give up this podcast to go uh, roll. Uh, joint I don't for think Snoop you Dogg. have to give up the podcast. I think that this show could benefit from such a thing. Well, hell, if I could do both, then yeah, absolutely. You I would, could yeah. absolutely do both. Snoop Dogg I don't know would how demanding do. he is. Snoop Dogg would let you do both. Now, they did say that this blunt roller was very good. It like, he could see it in your eyes if you needed it, if you needed to smoke a joint. He, he'd like, just boom, it's there, it's ready to go in your mouth. Like, <laughs> he's good at his job, yeah. and my thought is, well, so he's a lot like, like, you should pay him a little more. There's a guy, Julio, who, uh, there is a guy, Julio. He he rides the bicycle with the, by the with the, uh, with the uh, ice cream attached to the front of it. Yeah, and uh, Julio, you know, he works by Wrigley. So if you ever see he's a Hispanic fella, nice mustache, mustache all like yours. You buy ice cream from him sometimes. He wears a uh, the straw hat, like a straw cowboy hat. Yep. He this guy comes, and I'll be like, man, I need ice cream, and all of a sudden I'll hear. Ding, he will be standing outside of the bar, just ringing his, his leg, looking for me. And I come out, and he's always... He is looking for he, you. Every day. No, he comes, he waits for me. Oh, that's amazing. Like, if they're like, oh, Al's going to be in five minutes, he waits. But then I feel obligated to buy ice cream, and sometimes I'm dieting. You've got a guy 
I got an ice cream guy. That's he's, he, Julio's my personal uh, ice cream. Vendor. Is there any ice cream here in the uh, in the attic? Oh, I have peppermint. Ooh. I have eggnog. Do you like eggnog? Do you got any on a stick or anything? Do you, do you like eggnog? Oh, you already commented on this this week. Yeah. I, I saw you mention uh, some things just don't mix that you would expect to, and you said, like, eggnog ice cream. Yeah. So am I going to be extremely disappointed? I, I think I have an eggnog ice cream sandwich. Oh, no. It's not bad. I actually bought them after I made that comment. So if that gives you any... Uh, uh, Elijah chimes in with more info on the Snoop Dogg situation here. It's one of his homies, and the person tells the person uh, that he's an assistant. That's what he tells. That's what he tells his parents. Yeah. That he's an assistant. Which right. Maybe we can get him on the show. He could show us a thing or two. You want the roller on the show? Yeah, we're not going to want him snow, too. I don't want him on the phone. I, I want him know. here for some reason or another. That's fantastic. That's a good gig if you can get it. That is a good gig. Anyways, I think I put Julio's kids through college. I hope I have. Wait, how many ice creams do you buy? I buy a lot of ice cream. Yeah, you're there five days a week. Is he there five days a week? Five days a week, he's waiting. So do you think... And he works regularly. Yeah, no, but you you are... (laughs) Why are those people coming in the neighborhood, Clark? Are you playing the sound effects still? No. Uh, (laughs) You don't, you're not the reason that they're coming to the neighborhood to go, that he's selling all that money. Or all that, all that ice cream. They're not going there to see that that eighty year old shithole. Yes, they are. Oh please, oh, you don't know anything about that neighborhood. No, no, I don't. Uh, I'm not hearing much yet about DraftKings this week. So yeah, bad week. Mm-hmm. Here's my question about your DraftKings out. When are we going to get back? Back to the to the run of 2017. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm 2017 starting... was a hell of a run. Now, Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think he's ever getting back. We've established that. How do we get you back into form? Because that was your rookie season. Am I wrong, or was that your sophomore year? Well, it was, it was a breakout season for Larcher. It, it was my first season after learning how to play the game professionally. So, yeah, you know, I went and I learned. I, I read books. I read game theory. I now understand more how to wager money in the field and how to choose tournaments. Well, before I would just pick whatever tournament I could find, and I would play that, you know, I'd be like, oh, a dollar tournament, let me play the dollar tournament. Now I, I start looking, all right, it's a dollar tournament with 20 entries, the payout is high, uh, but there's a smaller chance of getting any payout. Where I'll look at other games, and I'll be like, all right, a little smaller, a little smaller payout, but uh, 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 a much higher chance that multiple teams are going to, you win little bits of money, which add up and uh, cover my ass. Cause, <clears throat> yeah, um, no, they do end up getting it. Last week I moved from running. So I used to run uh, 60 teams. Yeah. I now do 150, and I play in the 150 games. I play in the games where – you okay? Yeah. I play in the games where you can wager uh, 150 lineups. So it's not, and I'm not, I'm not obviously the only one. That's most people are playing the 150 entry games are playing, you know, large lineups. That's what the game's designed for. Right. And so I those small games allow you to play like 100 lineups huh? or 150. Lineups. Yeah, 150 is yeah. the max. Um, so now I'm running 150 lineups, and you you make it seem really simplistic. I watched your little pregame show. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you think I just push a button when I went down and drafted. 
And a lot of people think that. They think I just push because there is a button. There is a button where you go multiple lineups, give me 150 lineups, base it on the ratings, and it'll give me 150 lineups. Right. What they don't what they don't understand is one, I get the entire player pool, and then that then throughout the week through research, looking at advantages, reading articles, listening to professional opinions, I narrow I narrow. I cross players off the list. So now that randomizer has less players. For example, this week I ran one, two, three, four, five, six quarterbacks. And you could probably name them because right. they were very chalk. Uh-huh. It was uh, Russell Wilson. Yep. Jeff Goff. Yep. Who, by the way, Jared Goff. Uh, statistically, he was supposed to have, like, from an a analytics standpoint and a tournament player standpoint, he was projected to have one of the greatest weeks ever. And I think he put up like five, six points. Jeez. So that hurt, man. He was in 40% of my lineups. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, which I wish I would have played more of, Josh Allen, and Daniel Jones. Those were, because in order to win a tournament, you need 30 points from your quarterback. Those were the guys that were going to have the chance to give me the 30 points. So I narrow it down. And I, of course, I do that with running back, I do that with wide receiver. Next thing I do is I have to set the percentages. Uh, well, the next thing I do is, and your, your tools aren't this advanced, but I'll take, okay, so I like T.Y. Hilton, right? I like T.Y. Hilton. I put him in here, and I pair him with uh, with the quarterback, right? I save that, and I have all my stacks built in here. So here, like here's a stack. Matt Ryan, Kelvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu. So that's obviously uh, an Atlanta stack. That one didn't work out too well for you. No, that was I had about thirty percent of my uh, teams with Matt Ryan Damn. and my cash game. When did he get Matt hurt? Ryan? You know, I slept through the early games, so okay. I woke up. He had four points. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I think I would have won my cash game. He's out for a bit, I think. I would have won my cash game if he would have, uh, you know, obvious ones: Russell and Rocket, Daniel Russell? Jones and Ingram. Russell was low, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mean, think he had a great game. No, it wasn't as usual that he's been. He's been the second best quarterback this season, though. I'd say he's the first best. He's better than Mahomes. Yeah, well, now especially that Mahomes yeah, is out. Sure, of course. Well, remember, Mahomes had two bad games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them he got hat, hurt in. So, uh, and then you know you know how to run stacks back, right? Yeah, like you play you play uh, you play Matt Ryan, you play Calvin Ridley, and then you play uh, Cup. Okay. Because there's correlation between Against the him. number one receiver of the opposite team in the game you're winning, right? Sure. That makes so sense. If your guy's having a big game. So you build you build multitudes of stacks. So now when I go to generate 150 teams, it's selecting only from the players that I have deemed appropriate to play this week, mixing okay. them with okay. the stacks. Mm-hmm. Next thing I do is I go, okay, well, I run the 150 lineups and I find out that, you know, 40% of my lineups have T.Y. Hilton. And I go, ooh, I don't think T.Y. Hilton's going to have that great of a game. I definitely want to try. So you look at his ownership. This is, this is, this is pro level, Mel Clark. You look at his ownership. His ownership's at 30, 30%, right? Yep. So now what I need to do is I need to either be overweight on him, meaning he'll be in more than 30% of my lineups. Right. Or I'll reduce the risk a little and go under the field and do 20% of the lineups. And? So now I'm measuring leverage against the field. And truly playing contrarian. Like, there's the number of the hours of work it takes me for those fucking eight hours on Sunday is insane. I mean, I spend four hours a night eliminating players. 
and doing that and listening to podcasts and reading articles. And then uh, Saturday night into Sunday, I don't sleep. In our uh, in your weekly Rainmaker Five League, um, you took sixth place out of eight this week. Now add twenty points to my score, and I took third. Add twenty points to my score. What, what, what Can I add twenty to my score? No, no, no. If you add twenty to your score, you win. Okay. What does Matt Ryan give me if I'm playing Matt Ryan? Add five to my score, and I win. Add three. I was three three off the leader. Right, but I'm saying if my guy just would have done as expected, that was absolutely the winning lineup. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm not wrong, right? How much, how, my quarterback was who, Matt Ryan? No, you're right. So what you're telling me is based on the way that you play this game weekly, that by the end, by the end of the year, you shall have won more than I. I should, yeah. You should. And our league actually runs the average now. I don't know if you noticed that. What's that? You could actually see the average of the weeks. Oh, you can? Yeah. No, where, where do I where do I find it? That? It wouldn't have been. Uh, you go into DraftKings, you go into League. Oh, I don't even know where you're the in a league. Is. Where's League? The homepage. Okay, League. See, I'm doing it right now too. Uh, yeah, scroll down, scroll down. See this this part, Clark. Yeah. So past that. Yep. And now, right in this area, you should see League of Rainmakers. There it is. Okay. Oh, that's great to see. Thank you. Yeah. You go to the bottom and see the trophy. Now that I know how to play in this league, I'll probably win it more. Perfect. I, I, uh, Last week I took fourth. This week I took third. Did you see who's number one on average? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right there. You see that? Huh. Yeah, let's see there. Oh, Al, you are so far. I'm not far behind you. I'm tied for fourth. There yeah. we go. Let's so the game's on, Clark. Yeah. But my point, my point holds true. I would have been, I would have had a profitable week this week. So anytime you gamble, anytime you gamble, let's say a player, I, I, you could be eighty to ninety percent sure that Matt Ryan was. I could be eighty percent sure Matt Ryan was going to give me twenty points, and that's not a that's not a um, that's not far fetched. He averages twenty points a game in DraftKings. Uh-huh. He's hit it every single week of the year. Okay. He's 100% on the season. Yep. Always have gone above rejection. Mm-hmm. So that was a very safe play. And in cash games, you want to be as safe as possible. And so if that one play would have hit, and I know like you can make the argument, well, if I would have started so-and-so over so-and-so, you know, I would have won, which is true. And it's easy to look in hindsight. But the guy I started hit that 10% chance of absolute bottom failure, the floor. So then you can't be mad at yourself about it. No, no, I can't. That's what I'm saying. I, should, get, I shouldn't get tilted. Good week. I was ahead of you, but good week. I shouldn't get tilted. Well, that, this is important for gamblers, Clark. Just because your philosophy didn't work, find out why it didn't work and see if you could have changed something. And there was nothing I could have changed there. I could have started Lamar Jackson. That was my other option. And I would have probably won with Lamar Jackson, but I should have won with Matt Ryan. It was a fluke situation where a player got injured. The quarterback got uh-huh. injured. You know, nothing you can do. No. So, so my game isn't bad. It's just this week uh, tournament play was pretty bad. But uh, and that was because I was really, really, really overweight. So the field played Jeff Goff and uh, Jared Goff. I know. I'm sorry. He was projected to be owned at nine to twelve percent. I had him in twenty eight percent of my lineups. 
Okay. Yeah. Now, Matt Ryan, 17% of my lineups. So now we're at, what, 42% of my lineups have two players who shit the bed. Uh-huh. And uh, Matt Ryan was an epic fail on my part, but smart fantasy players, that's where we were at. That was, that was the guy to go to. That was supposed to be – that could have been a 40-point game from him. Um, and that was playing – because in a uh, tournament you have to play long shots. That was a long shot, and we played it because it was a logical long shot, and it failed. Okay. Why did it fail, Clark? I don't know. Probably because the quarterback of the opposing team, Matt Ryan, got hurt, okay. which changed the whole pace of the game, and it turned into sure. a running game. The Ryan pace of the game. Yep. So don't get tilted when you lose unless you're following a failing strategy. You can't find your path to victory. Okay. I won't. I shall not, Al. And now I'm going to pick apart your team here while we're at it. No, there's no need. It's your second place team. And I'll tell you what you did wrong. You want to know. I think I had a third place team. All right, here we go. Third place team. Let's get that right real quick. What did Charlie Hogan play? Garner Minch. All right, your biggest mistake was Josh Allen. He was uh Yeah. No, no, it was. Josh Allen one you had of course he was gonna have a good game. It was a good floor play. But your ceiling was too low. Um and you were spending way too much money for Josh Allen. Russ Wilson was a uh, hundred more, which I think did worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did do worse. So Allen was the right play. Right, right, right. But not not in uh, game theory. Okay. There's a difference. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, did John you stack? Brown, on the other hand, was a good play. Yeah, I stacked him with Brown. Okay, that was a good play. Here's an interesting tidbit a lot of players don't know or don't realize. Stacking is a tournament advantage. It's not a cash game advantage. Sure. So most people think you have to uh, stack in cash. You don't. If you if you run a quarterback naked because it makes sense, do it. Matter of fact, I think I might have. I don't think I had a – oh, yeah, no. Um, I I did go in on Lazard, which that was a hard call in the morning. That was a risk. That was a bad cash game play on my part. Why did you decide to go with that? Because my lineup was created, and Lazard was $3,000, and there was no way I could keep my team the way it was. You know, there's no when you're at when you're at three grand. There's not another option. You know what I mean? There's not another guy who's going to give you the, those points. Yeah. So it was like, and then so they said he was the other the other Green Bay Packer players were playing. So everybody in the community panicked. It was on Team Lazard uh, because he was a smart cash game play this week because he allowed you to spend more up. So everyone panicked. Everyone's trying to rebuild their cash game, and this is at like eleven twenty. You know, half an hour before kickoff. So everyone's panicked, and uh, I looked at the options, and the other, only other option was uh, a guy who was uh, 3,300, I forgot his name, um, who I thought about going to, but then all of a sudden a report came out. This is how, this is how fickle fantasy is. Yeah. A report came out that Lazard is – the other guys are playing, but Lazard is running with the first team in practices before the game, and he will see action. Now, ah, that got you. At three grand, I figured if he gives me eight points, I'm fine. He ended up giving me seven point two, so it ended up yeah. working. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was a risky play. 
You don't think that uh, Andrews was my was my bad play? No, because you played him too. Andrews was a smart play. He made all yeah. the sense in the world to have a great play, and the price point was right. He has a high floor. That was a smart cash game play. Henry, who we both played. Henry worked, huh? Oh, we, we have different play. Henrys. I'm I sorry. You played Hunter Henry. I played Derek Henry. Uh-huh. Derek Henry was a really smart play. Hunter Henry was a little bit of a risk, but a smart play. It worked. Cash game appropriate. Bills, you went with the number one defense. Cash game appropriate. Ridley was your risk. You took a little too much. Yeah. I'd say that's probably your biggest mistake. A 5-3. Yeah. spent a lot of money there. Yep. Yeah. You know what the answer was there was Marvin Jones. It's 40 points. But at Jesus. 1% ownership, you can't. I can't blame you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delvin Cook would have been $100 more. I don't know what he ended up doing, but. Cook had a good game. You know, yeah. some thirty point nine points, dude. Yeah, so that nice you would have crushed with that. That that was a simple uh, swap out you could have made. I played Galladay though. There's no excuse for that. That was dumb. Why was Galladay dumb? He's a uh, he's their number one guy. He was five eight. He was at five thousand eight hundred, and uh, at that same price Price's point, a bit too high. Well, I guess I could have played. Uh, well, I did play. The running back there, uh, Henry, was at five eight two. Uh, Tate, I wouldn't have touched. I would have thought Boyd. Boyd would have been the alternative. John Brown would have been a smarter play. And John Brown's a guy I've liked all year. I just felt like there was there was some talk that the other guy, the slot, might end up getting a lot of the the work. Um, so I, I moved off him slightly, but. Yeah, not a not a bad play. Cole Beasley was uh was at uh forty seven hundred and there, there there was talk that he might have a good game and I wanted a little bit of uh I wanted to get off the risk. Trevor Davis was the other guy. He was at three thousand three hundred I could have moved off of and what did he end up doing? Four point six points, yeah. So I was okay. I made the right play there. Yeah. Well, it's you know, Clark. I don't. I don't know if you do this or not. I don't know if you take apart your teams. I don't. I appreciate you really should. Apart. Yeah, I. I try to find that kind of time. I'm working on it. We'll get there. I think Chris Carson was a bad play for you too. It was terrible. Absolutely awful. And yeah. and I. I mean, I get why you went there. I just. I had in my mind that like, man, that cat fumbles one time, and that penny guy is going to end up getting it. And. Uh, yeah, I was. I was a little worried. Also, well, and they were playing. They were playing from behind, which right. they don't always do. Yeah. So, it, yeah, the, uh, something I could have been on the lookout for. Absolutely. Fournette was oh, obvious. Yeah. We both played that. That was also the chalkiest play. And in cash, you do want to go to chalk. Did you play David Montgomery? <laughs> Let's see what uh, what my exposure is at David Montgomery. The answer is yes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. one one I can admit one hundred percent. Without uh, without any without any uh, bullshit, it was one hundred percent a homer play. Yeah. Same thing with the Bears defense. I was like forcing uh, my teams to have a little bit of uh, him. Actually, no, I got I got off Montgomery. I did. I, last second, I wised up and I pulled. I ended up playing uh, Ken Ron Jake though, so you know, maybe not the smartest. I just saw Kerryon Johnson's going to be out for a bit. Ooh, yep, that's that not good. No, we're running out of running backs. 
But then again, it might be good for the Bears not finishing last in the cop in, in the division. Yeah, they still, you know, they don't have a. They're they're obsessed with running the ball, uh, when in reality they have a pretty good passing game. Oh yeah, yeah, they really do. Like Kirk Cousins had one shitty outing early in the season. Everyone's like, oh my god, well not that shithead. And uh, I get it. Like if I was a Vikings fan, I would have wanted to trade him, much like we are with Mitch right now. Uh, but it wasn't as justified, and he's starting to open it up. Like, I don't know if you had uh, any uh, – uh, who's the, who the receiver? Diggs. I don't know if you have any digs on your uh, year-long. I don't. But he's been not startable. Right, but the last two weeks. He's finally up. getting there. Thielen is bouncing back. So yeah. they're, they're throwing more. They're starting to do a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well – we should probably start wrapping things up. I know you're tired. I'm tired. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm also curious because – so I hand create 20 teams for the uh, $3 tournament. Like, those are the teams I absolutely hand make. Okay. <clears throat> and then I use my system. I use my percentages, and I use my exposures to make 130 teams. Okay. And uh, I always try to look at the end of the day what – did I beat the uh, my system? And uh, one of my handmade teams ended up being my highest scoring team, which is sad. Uh, if I'm looking at the right week here, um, because it had Jared Cook. Do you think Dimitri still runs his game, but he he blocks us from the Facebook post? Yeah, we're not invited. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't. He seemed like he was burnt out. Maybe he it. got turned out off on it, knowing that we weren't the only ones who were using. Some analytics and what have you. Yeah, but people who bitch about analytics just don't get it. Right. No, I know that. But yes, I, I think I think he was truly offended that people use analytics. Yeah. So I created one team, and I'm trying to find it here, that uh, it was based on pure leverage. Like all the players that had the leverage of the week, guys that, you know, you wouldn't normally start uh, – it, it, the team had to have done terrible because I think uh, I don't see it. Anyways, yeah, I was just curious where that what that team did because that's an interesting concept. But the team was built purely on leverage against the field. Like this player has the highest opportunity to put up points per dollar versus ownership. He's going to have the lowest ownership of all the guys who put up the exact same amount of points. But for whatever reason, he's not going to be owned as much. Yep. Yeah. Damn, I can't find it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. Yeah. Well, Al, uh, the world of professional wrestling. Yes. It's uh, it's it's happening still. It is. It's still alive and well. Um, it becomes difficult to talk about Wednesday night wrestling when we're doing our show on Monday. Right. It seems like a world we're like we're a week away. We're a week removed from the last the last one where uh. AEW Dynamite, the the big the, the big match was the Darby Allen getting his uh, title shot. Right. What do you think about the gimmick of tying his hand behind his back and then let him show? Oh, I can make some offense with my hands behind my back. Is is that fun? Is that something that's old and played out in the '80s and they're bringing it back? What What do you think of that? I liked it. You know, it Jericho. That was Darby Allen and Jericho. Yeah. I like you know that's Jericho 
he's this heel who is going to take advantage of anything he can get. Even though he's the bigger star, he's the better wrestler. Right. <laughs> he's still going to, yeah. He's still a Weasley guy. Yep. So the team that was built purely on leverage, guess yeah. how many points it put up? How many? 70. 69. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Jared Goff, David Johnson. All right. Yeah. Kenron, Ken, Ken, Kenyon Drake. Uh-huh. Julio Jones. Pettis. Who, of course, zero. Cole Beasley. Kittle. Kenny Galladay in Arizona. Did you ever see what, what the hell that Pettis thing was? No, I didn't. Me neither. That's horse shit. I didn't. Let me see uh, if he's got targets. Yeah, they had a good title match. He had two targets. Two three percent own two targets. Yeah, that was that was a bust. Um, but that's that's those guys you want to play in tournaments. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he could go forty points, or he could give you zero, mm-hmm. and that's why you mix them with a shit ton of teams. Sure. Um. Yeah. Thank you for running down, uh, breaking the, the teams down a little bit more for me. You're welcome. I I appreciate it. Jericho is insanely good right now. Yeah. He's the best of the best. He's a lot champion. Uh, sure. Absolutely. I I like I like that. I like what they're doing. Um more as a whole on the show, uh the way AEW is doing it is um they have AEW Dark that goes right to YouTube. Right. And it's the dark matches from the week before. And I think it comes out tomorrow on Tuesday. So Wednesday they do it, and then it's the dark matches. There was a dark match, an AEW dark match that was phenomenal. Yeah, the Kenny Omega, Omega one. Oh, my goodness. That was a, a lot. Of, was that Pac? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and it was. Uh, they, they could do any, whatever they wanted. They, they had all kinds of gimmicks out there. and Really fun match. Everything that AEW is doing, I really enjoy. Yeah, I do too. I I will say I've been pleasantly surprised with uh with AEW right now. Um, I don't even know if it's surprised. I mean, this is kind of what I expected. Yeah. Um, there's there there are issues. There are things I'm worried about. Like Kenny Omega, I've been talking about for years, and you know I want people to see his matches. And, can't win a match. And the only match you really see is him on some fucking YouTube show on Dark. Right, right. You know he hasn't had that match on the television show yet. Yeah. Don't. Aren't you okay with them building him slow, though, for the American viewer? Like, But how slow do you need like, to build him? We know that he's the guy. Do we? I think so. I think we know he's the guy. You might. And I think I also, think I think also we know who is behind it. We know that the Young Bucks and Cody are there with, with Tony Khan. So I them getting upset in the first round, who who, uh, who upset a private party? Yeah. Phenomenal match. match. Yeah, Good match. Those guys are fun. I hadn't seen them before. I like them. But that's big. And Cody hasn't exact, exactly been coming out in gangbusters, right? Yeah. Like I mean, he is going to get the title shot. But I don't see them putting the strap on him right now. I think it's because of who those four are. They're not going to become completely weak in what they do. Right. But I don't see them giving them the big wins to put them in the title matches right now either, which... Build it slow. You know, there's give some, me a few more months, whatever. There's some, there's something to be said that you have this program. It's two hours, right? And they haven't really explained a lot about 
a lot of the characters. Right. Uh, you don't you don't quite know motivations. But you're seeing them showing up, and I think that's part of but yet, learning about the characters. But yet they spend all this time on that wonderful package they did for Cody Rhodes. That was a good package. That was a great package. Yeah. But of all the things on the show, that's the only thing that took time out of, away from production. That's the one that they spent time during the week working on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was that was a big part of the television show. And it's like it is your challenger going up to the world title, and it makes sense. But why not have one of those for Kenny Omega? Why not have one of those for you know? Um, Dean Ambrose, you know, people keep talking about it. they want to hear Dean Ambrose talk and what a great promo he is. Every promo I've seen of Dean Ambrose, I think, sucks. John Moxley. Whatever. Mox. You're right. You're right. Mox. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't a Dean Ambrose fan. I'm still good with him here uh, in AEW. I'm well, fine. I'm fine with him. I'm not saying that. Uh, the spectrum of wrestling shows is fun. You, you mentioned on this internet show. Well, there was another fun internet show that we watched, uh, NWA Power. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, Chicago guy, fought the NWA a couple years ago. And that first episode, Out of the Gate, uh, Nick Aldis cut a good promo. That one Storm guy cut a really good promo. Like, they're they're doing good things. And it's studio wrestling, which I was never into. No, no, because that's Southern wrestling. That's more your speed. Uh, All right. What, what, do you, what do you mean by that? That's more like uh, – and- what are you trying to say? That's more like NWA, WCW. I'd be offended if I was somebody from the South right now, because I feel like... Yeah, they, they have a different style of wrestling than Vince McMahon and New York's vision. I'm not saying it's wrong vision. I'm just saying it's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what that was. This is Jim Cornette. This is the style of wrestling he enjoys. Right. And, uh, I, I yeah, I'm digging it. It's nostalgic. The set is like 1975. Yep. It's a studio. It's a studio audience. Yep. The wrestlers just kind of walk to the ring. I don't even think there's music. No. And uh, you know, after the matches, they get interviewed by the t- television host, who's some plump, jolly guy. Yeah, he is. And uh, he looks like he's straight out of nineteen. They go right over to the set, uh, the side. Yeah. It kind of looks like your local news station at that point. Like he's over. He's the weather guy. Right. Over, right. You know. That's a good way to put it. That's where it is. Yeah. By the way, my my news, uh, the morning news. I haven't checked in in a while on CBS. You know, they they're blowing that thing up. Oh, everything's gone. Well, they brought in. Um, so they got they got rid of the girl who got heavy, and I'm, I don't know that's why they got rid of her, but it sure felt like it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and she was good. She was the best part. She was one of really? the best parts of that show. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So they they get rid of her. She balloons out, and uh, they bring in they bring in the, this uh, the beat reporter who he has a funny name. I always make fun of his name. The beat guy. When he when he's giving stories, yeah, it's like Pooch and Alley. Like thanks, Pooch. So they put Pooch in the studio. Oh, Pooch. And uh, Pooch ain't very good, you know. Oh, Pooch, ain't getting it done. Sure. So now they take the guy who does the afternoon uh, sports. They make him the lead anchor, uh, Ryan Baker. You know Ryan um, Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan uh, Baker, yeah. Black guy bald. Yeah. Uh, sharp dresser. So now I always, always CBS sports guy? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. So now he's the afternoon anchor. No, like he's the, the morning. Rock? He's the morning news well, the morning anchor. News anchor. And he's. It's interesting watching the guy go from sports to news because he is so uncomfortable. I always, when I saw that guy do sports, I'm like, oh, that guy's comfortable and like, you know, I like. But him. he's not as the anchor. He's nervous. He's and shit finding himself. Yeah, but and then you think about it, it's like nothing like us after seven years of podcast. He needs to learn like two hundred episodes. He needs to learn four minutes of news and it's the same uh, names every day. 
Uh, you know, we're yeah. here. It's like you gotta you gotta talk about the the Prince of Egypt and whatever the hell his name is. Boom 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 boom. I think don't we have to talk about the Saudi Arabia guy? You gotta talk about Saudi Arabia, Mushagi, and Bishagi, and yeah, you know, and then you gotta talk about. Babies dying and all kinds of horrible things. Why do we have to talk about babies? Because there's news. If a baby dies, I once saw the the heavier chick who got they threw out um, because I think she ballooned up. That's yeah. They she one time was doing a story about a dead baby and she lost it, and that was beautiful. You know, it was a moment. It was human. It's gonna happen. It's gonna so, happen. So, but in sports, you don't talk the about news, dead babies. Hard to do. Oh, I get it. So yeah. now he's talking about that. There's a whole different tone. Talk about that. A, a baby got shot. Yeah. Something happened. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. In sports, you might be angry. There's three emotions. Happy, funny, angry. That's it. It's all you've got to express. Sure. Whether all you got to be is cheerful. you got to decide if you're the sports guy that's going to uh, make it funny that the Bears are so terrible this weekend, or are you the sports guy that's upset and just wants to dig into it? Like, Or a combination of both. I think yeah. you can be the funny pissed off guy about it. So I tune in and, you know, they, they have this guy, Urkel, who does the uh, the uh, traffic in the morning. Okay. He's the traffic guy. And uh, that's funny. I, there was a Chicagoan named Urkel that I remembered from back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like a... Did I do that? But you remember when Urkel would turn into the, like, suave uh, Stefan? Oh, yeah. This guy, he was more like... I'm kind of like the Stefan and you're the Steve. He's more like, he's more like the Stefan grew up. And uh-huh. that was, is the traffic guy in the news. Okay. So anyways, I tuned in the other day. This guy is gone, and they have in this 20-year-old woman. They're flipping this thing In the absolute down? tightest blue dress I've ever seen on television. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't, I'm like, I don't know what they're doing, but, I mean, I wasn't complaining. Sure. But you could definitely tell, and I was just, I was wondering, like, you know, how, how is she fitting in? Because, like, everybody in the news, they're, they're at least in their 40s, 40s and 50s. Even mm-hmm. they, they're old. Mm-hmm. So now you got this 20-year-old, and she's wearing this really tight dress, and she's, you know, trying to be funny and flirty, doing, giving the tra- the morning traffic, and you started for your Friday. Flirty, flirty on traffic? Yeah, yeah. You gotta be Why do you flirty. get flirty on traffic? Because you're a hot girl in a tight dress on, uh, you know, on the news. You're not getting flirty oh. on traffic. It's Friday, guys. Just be like, ah, it's Friday, guys. Who's ready to get to work and get ready for the got, party tonight? Inbound needs is rough. It's forty-five minutes inbound. Yeah, no. Thirty-five on the outbound. The inbound Kennedy uh, from the airport to downtown is going to be forty-five the minutes. Yeah, get to the usual, circle, and then back uh, to the Jane Adams. It's the Jane oh, it's Adams. Very good. Now. It's not the circle. Oh, okay. Well, PC, I, know, I know traffic around here. They always start at the Edens, yeah. then the Kennedy. They go to the airport. To they go north to south. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, yeah, interesting. So, tune in CBS mornings and uh, uh, yeah, check out the new Traffic Girl. Wow, there's your local news plug right there. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll let you do the traffic, Clark. Well, I was pretty good at it. Right? Yeah, I thought that was a great audition. If they're watching, I'm sure they're probably firing up the I phone think right now. I'm positive I'm hired. Just hit us up here. You can leave a comment. What would you wear? Would you if wear? you're hiring me, leave a comment on the Facebook feed. Thank you, Steve. Would, would it be about this? Is this about what we got? No, I'm pretty sure you got to wear a suit. Oh, you do a suit? Yeah. I mean, doesn't the morning... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the weatherman, it's a suit. Okay. But, I mean, I'd keep the mustache. Like, I'm not dropping that. I, think I, 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 might, go, I might grow the beard. I think I would talk them into not letting me wear a suit. What are you, Bobby Knight? Or? I'd wear, like, a track suit. Like, uh, you know, hey, 
It's now time for your morning traffic. We're going to get you moving this morning. Here's Al's moving moments. The Kennedy southbound 45 minutes. If I was running WCIU, I'd hire you. <laughs> that is the biggest insult I've ever gotten. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Jesus. But CBS? No. You're not wearing what are you the talking about? Suit. They got the sports guy doing the anchoring. You're not wearing the tracksuit, though, but they're trying. Uh, I'd have Willie with me. Willie would be like, I yeah, caught man, the, uh, off the Kennedy. Yeah. I caught the afternoon news today on WGN. And uh, Jarrett Payton doing the uh, sports anchor, and he's good. He's a good sports anchor. Yeah. He does a fine job. Weigel. I think Weigel's kid does sports. Uh, female. No, I think isn't Rafe Weigel? Isn't that his name, Weigel's kid? Yeah, I think he's on Fox Morning. Okay. I think he's the Fox Morning anchor, man. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So Rafe could be Rafe. Yeah, Rafe, Rafe. I don't know. Oh no, is Weigel? Do you did you know Weigel? I don't think you got him. Where Weigel's you Wieners. Weigel's Wieners. Come on, man. So no, in Kirkland we got Chicago and Rockford. Oh, I got you doubled. I got small town and big town at the same time. Awesome. You got uh, Rockford's balls and Weigel's wieners. Uh, Gian Greco. But like out there, it was like Scott Lieber on sports. Uh, Do you know Gian Greco was like 70? God, can I pull out some names? Monica Schneider? Yeah. Um, no, Gian yeah. Greco. Yeah? 60 at most. No, dude's like 70. Mark Gian Greco. Yeah, yeah. He, the dude looks great for his age. He gets into a little bit of trouble sometimes. He does the kissing on New Year's Eve with, yeah, the, oh, with the lady. Yeah, they do. How old? Come I, on. I, Marcin. If Gian Greco is in his 70s, that's unreal. That's. I'll be pissed. Like, I'm going to get upset. All right. Yeah, that's him. Sports director. He found him. This is how we Google. In the sports attic, guys. What was that? Yeah. Oh, they're not going to do the math for me? Are you kidding me? All right. We can do team math. Born 1952. 90, what? Hey, Sarah. May of 52. 2019 minus 1952. There you go. That's going to get you. That's going to get it. Gosh. 67. 67. Told you. He's I mean, not well, in the 70s. All right. I'm he's on you. the backside of 60s. You. Yeah, you're right. Wow, he's 67. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's nice work. But so, he's done a good job. So back to my, this is my last story. And then, then you know, you could say what you need to say. And no, we, I, we, we, if you want to talk more wrestling, I don't know. I think we, my throat's running dry. Um, AW's women division will get better, I think. I hope so. They need more. I, more hope so. I agree. So, okay. All right. So this is about 98, 99. I'm working downtown Chicago. And I'm on lunch break, and I'm walking down. Are you at US 99? Yeah, I'm at US 99, and I'm walking by uh, the Tribune b- building. Are you working or getting an unpaid internship? Mm, they've all, they always paid me. Okay. Yeah, I always, I've always been a paid guy. Where are you walking? I was walking over to the Billy Goat. So I was going to get some hamburgers. And uh, as I'm walking, I see uh, Weigel walking down the street. And... Uh, He's like in the distance, you know, he was a ways down, you know, like a half black down. I go, hey, Weigel! He turns around. Hey, show me your wiener! Uh-huh. He turns around and just walks faster. <laughs> that was my only, that was my Weigel uh, moment. You creeped on Weigel. I creeped, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. The segment was Weigel's wiener. What's this over here now? Same, same thing? Same message? What? Yeah, same pink message. Jeez. 
So right. these people at home have no idea of the insanity this, this this show causes. You go to the website and they're they're having a problem it's with the with, with the Skype. These, these blog talk folks. So they put a warning right when you get there. A big pink box pops up and it pink says box. You know, uh, we're having issues, blah, blah, blah. And there's an X. There's a white X. So you click the white X. Yeah, then it's gone. It goes away. And a second later, it pops back. Now, you have somebody... Now, a lot of people do uh, radio. We're very neurotic people. We are. And little things like that drive us crazy. So that makes me nuts. It's still there. Every time I got to look away. That's why I kept putting it on different screens. That's why we might have had 30 calls. And I'm not giving you hell because last, two weeks ago when I was running the show from the basement, um, we had a guy on hold for like five minutes before I noticed that he was. He was a good caller, too. He talked a little too much with the radio up, but you know, good caller. Knowledgeable in wrestling and whatnot. Tom in California, something like that. We were, we were his evening drive home from work. We were. Like we had, we're on at 7 o'clock local here, 8 o'clock Eastern, right? Yeah. But Pacific, that's the, we're the evening drive. Now, the lady at the eye doctor is like, if you see floaters or anything, that means the lip is increasing, and uh, you need to get emergency. Oh, I see floaters sometimes. I don't have have holes holes in my eyes. There's no hole in my eye. What would you say? It's your your eye ozone layer? Yeah, the ozone layer. The pupil. The, uh, yeah. The skin on top of the eye. Yeah. But the retina is good for now. Right, but if it tears, it rips the retina, and then you're blind. Yeah, no, that's, I understand retina is it's a big thing. That when my mom finally went completely blind, it's because the retina had completely deteriorated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what had happened there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have been enjoying live at the Sports Addict. If you're just have you joining us here, probably not. Like, but if you're just joining us here at the end of the show, why don't you start back at the beginning here uh, as we end the Facebook Live? You can do it there. Uh, those of you guys uh, who are on the podcast, we thank you for listening to us via the podcast. Of course, we are a live recorded podcast. Most of the podcasts you're listening to spend days upon days editing their stuff in and out. In this year's show, you get it straight to that podcast just like it was heard here first time live. Authentic. We're not cutting this shit out. Not We're not going to bullshit you with that. We're going to give it right to you. So We don't have because You're listening to us live. Whether we may have one or too many light beers, a truly or two, yeah. it happens. Maybe I get a little tired by the end of my day. Maybe the dad pipe is around. I don't know. It's yeah. fine. Oh, maybe. <laughs> and that's a little Clark. Maybe I tuned in and let you know what's going on in hell. Now that they can see us like that. Can they, do they hear it? We should have a curtain. Yeah, they, they should hear it. They should hear the they should hear the devil. I think maybe I should double check. Like he's doing, he's doing voices. Yeah, yeah, they, they get the voice. Just it'd be better if they didn't. To be honest, like it was just you here going, yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's not what I do, man. It'd be pretty good. So the devil called in tonight. Uh, Joey the Clown called in tonight. Yeah, yeah. Rest that in peace, good. Joey the Clown. My goodness. I, I didn't expect to talk to a uh, to a mobster tonight or the ghost of one. Hey, but Clark. Nope. Uh-oh. Uh, hello. <laughs> hey, Clark. You know why uh, 
There he is. He you know, we're not allowed to use circus-related uh, nicknames anymore in the outfit. So, what? have you changed your name? There's no Bobby the Elephant. There's no Joey the uh, Lion Tamer. Uh, there's no the Ringmaster Ron. So, what do you go by these days, then? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. Uh, I'm dead, so I'm still the clown. Oh, and having, oh, once you die as a clown, you're, you're the clown. Clark, can I leave you with a song? Do you realize this? If, if I were to become a ghost, like, Right. If I died today, this would be my ghost outfit forever, would it not? I think that's true. That's how that works, right? Like everybody who saw me as a ghost, it would be me wearing this exact outfit. It's a bear's hat. I can't. I I wouldn't be pissed about it. That's fine. But I don't know. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for checking us out. We're here in the sports attic tonight. Sometimes lately, we've been coming at you from the sports basement. That happens as well. We do this here every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. I think that'd make it 6 p.m. in Mountain Time, Eastern 8 p.m. Monday nights. We talk a lot about those stupid bears. Ah, bear down. Talk a little bit about wrestling. Some other things happen. You're really good. Oh, you're really good, Joey. I don't think that's the tune. I don't think that's how it is. You're doing good at reading lyrics. That's good. It's live at the Sports Attic. That is my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. My name is Clark Lawrence the first. We'll be back next week. Talking about the uh, Bears and Chargers, NFL Week 8, your daily fantasy footballs. We'll talk a little bit about AEW Dynamite, WWE, NJPW's... Uh, New North American division might come up. The new, uh, that was a really good sign off, Joey. Thanks. Clouds, sending the clouds.